I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go whenever you are. Yeah, the wind thing is broken. So you broke wind. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode seven of the Flight Test Community Podcast. Uh, you are hearing. Wait, what? I was supposed to do that. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode seven, I think, of the Community Podcast. Well, never mind. You do it. Ah, uh, you got it. That, that's <laughs> okay, enough, we're, man. We're already we're already in the show. Hey, You're that's fantastic. Like so. <laughs> yeah. an episode while, so I'm rusty. <laughs> yeah, this is. Oh, that's right. It's true. You haven't. Well, welcome back to uh, welcome back to uh, our side of the fence here. Indeed. So uh, that 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 sound that you're hearing back there, that would be Eric Monroe joining us. You're hearing me, Joel Cannon, right now. Who else is in this mess I, right now? I'm here against my will. And who be that? Trick, trick, <laughs> tricked me. I'm Jim Bixler. I was supposed <laughs> to come over here for wine and cheese, and he's making me talk. <laughs> yeah, but oh, in between no. times, you can drink wine and eat cheese. <laughs> and during, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Patrick's already way if, ahead of you. If you can pull off swallowing and talking at the same time, go for it. Mm. Yeah, mm. and the reason that our poor quality of the show happens is because of Patrick. <laughs> and speaking of Patrick, Patrick, who the heck are you? Huh? Who are you? Who am I? You just said who I am. I'm Patrick. <laughs> yeah, but you have to say your full name. That, oh. That's kind of the way it works here. Okay, I'm Patrick Murphy. Excellent. Who else is chit-chatting back there? And I'm Mike Finley. Excellent. Hey, everybody. How is everybody doing? You know, it's been a little while since we've done this, so we all may be a little bit rusty. <laughs> it's been almost a month since mm -hmm. we've done one of these shows. Absolutely. So, uh, I Oh, I think it's been longer than that happening. Uh, nope. wait. No, Not actually, quite. you're probably... No, no, it was about a month. Oh. I'm with Mikey on that, so it's okay. But, yep, yeah, we're back in the saddle, and uh, we have two excellent hosts with us uh, this evening. We have Eric Monroe and Jim Bixler joining us for the fun of the Flight Test Community podcast. And uh, we don't really have a real show topic for this evening, so we're just going to fly by the seat of our pants here. We totally um, have a show topic today. Oh, we do? Yes, Excellent. We well, yeah, then I missed Eric that and the Jim. Notes. Exactly. Well, then, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. See what happens when you don't read the show notes, guys. <laughs> Are we supposed to prepare for this? No. 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 No preparation is needed for this. This, no. this is all... 
this is all ad lib from yeah. this point forward. Believe me, the less effort you put into it, the better. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the show comes off far far more entertaining that way. So we've heard. <laughs> just Eric and I have been just winging it with flying since seventh grade, so we're used to that. Well, and, and that's, excellent. That's kind of our that's kind of our uh, our topic tonight was uh, the the your backgrounds growing up together and and what you guys have have done and you, you know what brought you into the into the aviation realm or so. Absolutely, that sounded. Do we That's start with full-scale full aircraft, or should we go farther back? <laughs> well, um, I, I, uh, well, <laughs> I, I want to hear about your beginnings. When did Eric Monroe and Jim Bixler, Mixler, Sir Mixler, lot, uh, Jim Bixler first meet? How did wow. you meet? Wow, that, that yeah, would be so. Miss John, middle school English class, I believe. Yep. Or was yep. it Mrs. VN? Regardless, we met in in middle school, yep. um, and seventh grade. Yeah, our school actually, I think it was sixth grade. Believe it or not, wow. um, our 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 elementary schools in our school district were broken up into three, and so Jim went to one, I went to another, and then of course there was a third one, and they all combined together when we hit the sixth grade middle school. So that's when I met Jim Bixler for the first time. So I made a big purchase of a Cox Eagle II. Uh, RC RC glider. Yeah, it was a glider. A yeah, it was we'd, a. We'd launch it with the big rubber band, and I quickly realized it didn't fly. So. So he sold it to me. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. That sounds like a plan. Dollars <laughs> was a lot of money for a, a sixth grader. So. So he, he cut me a deal for ten actually, <laughs> and and that was my first RC airplane. It was yeah. funny because as soon as I found out that Jim flew we like hit it off immediately because I had always wanted to get into that and we both loved airplanes and yep. found out Jim's dad was a pilot and he was into RC and so you know 1986 yep. was when we started flying and uh, my dad has a little grass runway that I grew up on and uh, about then he decided to resurrect his uh, remote control flying days and he bought a, a Canario I, think I remember that was a Cox airplane as yeah. well. It did one successful circle, and then uh, the third one augured in, and back then it cost about two hundred dollars, which was a lot of money then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, my cry. My 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 Cox Eagle too lived a very short life as well. I took it home, and you know I did a few hand launches just to test glide it, and it was rudder only. So like you had to adjust this little thing on the elevator to kind of get it to just glide straight, <laughs> but you had no elevator control. So if you got into a spiral or anything like that, you were just coming in. Well, the tow hook on the bottom was plastic, and after like the first successful high start launch, it broke right off. So <laughs> it, it broke. The servo control board was actually something kind of like in the little uh, the little Cessnas and the little Cetabria. Remember those, those little micros or the little ultra micros when they first came out? They were like a circuit board with a servo yeah. on it. Well, this was the size of like an iPhone 6 Plus. <laughs> so it was monstrous. Wow. One servo in there to drive the rudder. So it, it didn't live a long life, but got, got my career started. So It was I'm full thankful. of vacuum tubes. <laughs> So, so in essence, so so in essence, you can really blame Jim Bixler for all this. I can, yes. It sounds yeah, that way. So, <laughs> so Jim, what'd you spend that ten dollars on? You know what? I think I bought a pizza. <laughs> 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 it seemed like the right thing to do at the time. 
Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, thankfully, that was the first and last crash I've ever had in model aviation. So ever? <laughs> yeah, I think so. No, we've had many crashes. Yeah, we've had a few. I think, uh, like, like two young, experienced boys curious to, to grow in the world, uh, we, we didn't have any experience. We needed a gentle lady to break us in. Indeed. And then uh, I quickly moved up to a very sophisticated lady. Yes, you did. Yeah, both uh, Carl Goldberg designs, so that, that was our number two and number three plane, I think. Yeah, the, the gentle lady was the first one that I built from a kit. And I built, and those of you are going to laugh at this, my leading edge uh, was literally upside down. I had the, it was kind of like a teardrop shape, but it was asymmetrical, and so I had built it up, uh, upside down. And backwards. And yeah, so needless to say, my gentle lady would actually fly upside down. <laughs> hey, oh, wow. That's, that's like my uh, bloody wonder. <laughs> <laughs> so, that sounds interesting then, Mike. You'll have to elaborate on that one. Built the wing upside down. Yeah, so that was kind of our, our first intro, I guess, into modeling was yeah. built in gentle ladies, and uh, I got my airframe put together, and Jim's dad helped me put the monocoat on the first time. And yeah, I got a story for you, though. Eric's mom came out to watch him fly, <laughs> and we had a 1,200-foot-long runway, so we did a short, high-start launch of this gentle lady, and as he was flying right toward her, he yelled, Mom, look! She turned around and took, took it squarely in the forehead. Knocked her out. Oh, oh my God. Jeez. Oh, so, I think that was Eric's first drone strike. It must be. <laughs> Hang on one moment, guys. It appears that we have lost Patrick for a moment. Patrick. I wondered what happened. Yeah. All right, let me grab a pad real quick, guys. Oh, is Patrick Hi, back? I'm back. There, there, he, there is. he is. <laughs> I suspect that somebody upstairs reset the uh, router. Uh. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, and that was... So what did I miss? Point. First edit point, uh, 13 minutes. Thank you, Patrick. Okay. <laughs> Are you guys done? Sure. Yeah, seriously. Well, we were continuing with the story. Go ahead, uh, Jim and Patrick. Uh, sorry, Jim and Eric. So, so we launched my gentle lady, and then... Yeah, uh, beautiful flight straight down our runway. And as he headed toward his mom, he hollered out, Mom, look at this. And she turned around and right in the forehead. Knocked her flat. It was, uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So how long did it take you to get over that one? <laughs> you know, she was surprisingly okay with the whole thing. I think wow. I heard a little. Yeah, yeah, she, she took it all right. <laughs> She was just happy we weren't in much trouble. Well, since we're going here already, I guess I'll bring out Jim's first one. So we're <laughs> flying to my house one day, and I had a, uh, a field across the street that was grass and alfalfa. And so we set the high start up. And one of my dad, my, my dad passed away at an early age. I was only 15, but this would have been when we were still younger. So he was there. And he says to his friend, hey, Bill, watch this. This kid can really fly. And this was when I first started. So Jimmy was, you know, light years ahead of me at that point. So he had this plane called the Pussycat that was his dad's airplane, and he brought that over. I think it was a top flight. It was a glider, yeah. And it was a little more high performance than a gentle lady, but anyway. Um, 
So he, it was all monocoded up in transparent monocode. Bruce did this gorgeous job building this thing. Like, it was awesome. So Jimmy hooks the high start to it and launches it. And just as my dad says, watch this. This kid's amazing. It loops off the back of the high start upside down and right into the electric wires. <laughs> One of the polyhedrals off. And it was like hanging by the panel from the electric line. So, oh, that's <laughs> wonderful. Well, that Eric quickly progressed right past me, though. He got a uh, super chipmunk. Was it a Goldberg? That was a Goldberg. I kind of fell in love with the Goldberg. And right about that time, I got my student pilot's license and my dad's 2C Taylorcraft. So I had to go over and visit my buddy at his flying field, and I'm coming over about 700 feet uh, AGL. Or 300, you know, whichever it is. Whatever. I look off my wingtip, 20 feet off my wingtip, and see a beautiful formation as Eric form came right up underneath me with the super chipmunk, and, and I flew 85 miles an hour, and he passed me about, probably about 100. Yeah, the super chipmunk uh, was a pretty nice little low winger. It was flown yeah, by Art Scholl in the air shows, if you guys remember that. It was that red, white, and blue one. Yes, but uh, I had mine all cracked out with a you know big Enya 60 on it, and... I think it was rated for a 40 to a 60, and of course I always put the biggest motors that I could stuff in there. And uh, so yeah, we were we were having a little fun flying yeah. formation. Jimmy here was 15 at the time. He was able to fly a plane before he got his driver's yeah. license, which could, was kind of funny. Couldn't drive myself to the airport. Hey, there you go. That's actually, I, I'm exactly the same way. I actually flew a plane before I drove a car also. Me nice. too. That's really funny. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm Not hanging up now. Up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I soloed on my sixteenth birthday. Excellent. That's really fun. Yeah, I actually yeah, it was also my sixteenth birthday. That's kinda of funny. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, I think that was a great introduction, guys. Um, so uh, let let's kick this uh, off uh, with a real real bang. What has everybody been up to in RC since we last spoke? Let Let's start off with Patrick because I know he's got a couple of updates for us. Oh well, I've been doing all kinds of things like uh, making my basement messier. Um, <laughs> Why am I not surprised? It's entropy, Joel. Yeah, and that has nothing to do with RC either. <laughs> no. Oh, it does. Oh, it does. Oh, no, I'm giving you a hard time, man. Oh, it does, Mike. <laughs> I've, okay, so I've come to realize this about myself, and and, and it's not a, a monumental realization, but that but you have it's, it's more of an acceptance. No, well, there's the... that. But <laughs> I'm a hoarder. Squirrel. Yeah, right, girl. <laughs> and I suspect in, in about ten years, somebody's going to come into this house, and they will be waist deep in airplane things. And, and they'll and they'll find uh, three cats that have been dead for five mm -hmm. years. Yeah. <laughs> several several uh, chipmunks or squirrels that squirrels. have been burying. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> they buried themselves in the mess that he's created. Pat, is he still here? Did he? Did he? He's go gone again. He's gone Market. again, hasn't? He? Oh, it's reconnecting. Well, I'm back, and everybody should be back by now. <laughs> And so that's how I met Queen Elizabeth naked in a public restroom. Oh, <laughs> what a great story, that Patrick. Uh, I thought you'd enjoy that. 
Ah, that was most enjoyable. That story. Why couldn't you call them seconds earlier? <laughs> Who was the guilty party here? Uh, Patrick. That was me. It was Comcast. Yeah, Comcast. Oh. Hey, at least my bandwidth is not the issue at the moment. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> Yet. Yet. Uh, word of warning to both of you: I have Darth Vader moments in every show, so if I start sounding very strange, I apologize. Well, stranger than he is right stranger, now. Stranger, right? Stranger. Already sounds funny. You sound like you have an accent or something. Yeah, something like that, Jim. <laughs> I was going to say when when Mike was uh, telling you earlier that he hadn't spoken to you. I don't think I've spoken to you either. No. So this is this is new ground for me as well. So thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. But we're in America. We speak American. This is American. It's American. Just ten years of anglicized American. <laughs> So if I sound if I sound distinctly New York twang, you can blame my other half. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds wonderful. Pleasure to meet yes. you. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Absolutely. So, uh, I think we... Patrick, before we uh, got disconnected, you were telling us a fine story. No, I was about... just rambling on actually. Since uh, last time we talked, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it was something like that. <laughs> it's something about. You being buried in your basement by squirrels and chipmunks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The moments pass. So, uh, so yeah. <laughs> uh, mostly, I your internet disconnects again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna talk really fast now. So, uh, please pay attention. Now, I've been uh, mostly I've been working on the Grand Esprit. Uh, I, I've taken down all. I, I've gotten all the Bondo off of it. I, I attacked it with a Dremel. And, and uh, now I'm going back over it to fill in all the uh, the 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 horrible things I did to the underlying surface with the Dremel. Uh, after that, uh, it's going to get glassed uh, with lightweight cloth and then beautiful paint job. Can y'all still hear me? Yes. Okay, I should second. What's that? What about the Stearman? <laughs> what Stearman? <laughs> <laughs> At least he's honest. Girl. <laughs> we we were talking about Yes, uh, it, it's 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 in the restoration hangar at the moment. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I may have oh, put him up to that question. Yeah. Yes. Well. <laughs> yes, and and rightly so. You you're right too because we we all give him grief about the fact that he can never actually continue and finish a project. He has to have like fifty going at any given time. Jim, you should see the projects I have going right now. They're Actually, every single one of them is pretty amazing, and none of them will ever get done. <laughs> yeah. well, in the chat, we've came to the conclusion that Patrick's calling is to restore old RC aircraft. Yes, that is my calling. I just think it's hard to restore. And what's up with, like, rocket motors made of ice, like, iceberg, ice, you know, ice houses or whatever you built in your backyard. Yeah. <laughs> That was ice volcano. That's what it was. I was thinking it was like an yes, it was an ice volcano. Cat with something that has fire coming out of the end of it. (laughs) That's amazing. I'm gonna have to find this, and it's going in the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) I may or may not have been at the time. So, uh, so anyway, yeah, I'm working on the greatest spree, and I'm having a good time with it. Um. Uh, the the most difficult part so far is trying to remove the old 
monocote from it, like 40 some year old monocote and it's awful. Uh, but, uh, it's, it's coming along nicely as is my steerman, by the way. Um, what else have I been? Oh, yesterday. I had a good day yesterday. Went down to uh, Chantilly, Virginia. Uh, met up with Joshua Orchard and Carl Leidick, a couple of our past guest hosts. And my buddy Jesse went along with us. And we went to the uh, National Air and Space Museum's the Stephen F. Udvar Hazy, uh, the Smithsonian Annex out by Dulles. We went to their uh, restoration hangar open house. And it was freaking amazing. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. I saw cool stuff, man. Well, you took pictures of cool stuff too, right? I've got lots of them. Yeah. Well, we, might want to, we might want to put a few of those into the show notes. Yeah. yeah yes. We'll get yes. there. <laughs> yeah. I'll, yeah. I, I'll, 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 I need to upload these on like Flickr or something like that. I've got like two of these photo sites that I have accounts on. I can never remember. Yeah. You, you know, to them. You know, the Flight Test Community podcast does have a Google Drive account where yes. you can put all of these pictures for us to download and use. You know, that's an idea, Joel. <laughs> wow, fantastic idea. Wow. What, Who would have thought of that? Technology. Technology. I mean, so, crazy what it can do. Some of the highlights there. Uh, I got to see the Horton 229 or in its state of disrepair, but it was still pretty amazing. Uh, amazing thing to see. Uh it's a, it was a flying wing that was developed by the Germans during World War II, uh, first jet flying wing, and it's just a, a crazy, amazing-looking aircraft. Um, there was a big old twin-engine Sikorsky uh, seaplane there, and there was a SBD Dauntless that was loaded up on a trailer about to go to Quantico, the uh, U.S. Marine uh, Museum, where it's going to be hung. Um, so there was some cool stuff there, and I can't even convey the the amazing this is a shop i mean this place is a serious shop uh everything is like it's like a clean room uh and it was pretty amazing they had a they had some kind of twin engine heichel bomber main wing like the entire wing is he gone again ah. oh my goodness <laughs> he left me Well, his his picture is still showing, but I hear nothing from him anymore. Oh, jeez. All right. Let me see. Uh, his, yep, yep. I see He's his, trying to reconnect. Yep. I see his reconnection. You know what do? Does he have an iPhone that he can connect to LTE and maybe try that? That's what I'm thinking. Because it's crazy. Yeah. He keeps dropping out. And it's funny because I had just muted my microphone for half a second to chat to Allison. And it's funny because Allison's here and he's not. Yep. Hi, Allison. Hang on. You can say hi to him. <sighs> He's impossible. He really is. I promise, Eric and Jim, this does not normally happen. <laughs> That's okay. Welcome to the Flight Test Community Podcast. <laughs> Seriously. We can just all come to my house next time. Yes. I'm hey, okay I'm with ready. this. I'm ready. There he is. Well, Patrick? Patrick? He was no. there. <laughs> Hello? Oh, I think I'm drinking some more wine. <laughs> I think I might pull my... I'm going to grab a beer in a minute. I'm... Seriously, there he is. Okay, he just... He, he came back. He just left. 
He came back as online. Uh, and he dropped out again. <laughs> oh, All right, Patrick, one more time. And then I'm giving up on him. <laughs> Both. Oh, hello. I see that. Hey, hello. Hel well, there's oh, Patrick. Oh, hello. Where have you I'm, been? Uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, my wife reset the internet. Did you fall off your? Uh, did you fall over with the laptop again, like you did on the last couple of podcasts? No, no. Why? <laughs> no, why sure do you ask? That? Are you sure about that? Yes, I'm hey, positive. Jim and Eric, did you hear about that? About what? Uh, Patrick uh, taking a nap on us when we was doing a podcast. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> oh, that was a completely different situation. Uh, yes, that was that was very funny. All right, so uh, continuing your story from 10, 15 minutes ago of you being I, buried under airplanes. Okay, can, can we just like skip over me and go to somebody else now? <laughs> Don't worry, I'm going to have some fun editing this. Um, mm -hmm. For all of the listeners who have stuck through the chaos, um, yes, let, let's go over to Mike. Mike, what have you been up to in RC the last couple of weeks? Well, mine's going to be pretty easy. Well, maybe not. Um, I haven't done any flying. I haven't worked on any airplanes, but I decided to go ahead and renew with the AMA and I did register with the FAA. Oh, you oh, did. Boy. So you've got uh, FAA number two. Yes, I do. And I'm not very damn happy about it. Oh, I don't think any of us are happy about it. <laughs> but because my club is on court near land, it's going to be a requirement and I know it. So... I went on ahead and did it. I'm not happy about it, but now all my batteries have my AMA and my FAA number on them. Oh, very good. So that's and how that's, you're going to do it. Yeah, I figure, you know, they said, you you know, you have to have uh, uh, access to them without any kind of tools. And that's I thought the best... That's actually ingenious because you're going to have a battery in the airplane. So if your number's on the battery, if you have to do this, that's kind of a cool way to go about it because anytime you're flying, the battery will be in the plane. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I went and bought a little uh, Dymo uh, label maker and stuck labels on every damn one of them. And if that's not good enough for them, I guess they're going to have to find me. Uh, and you know what, uh, Mike, that's exactly what I was going to do with my uh, FAA number is just stick it, stick it on all the batteries because you know what, screw them. If the plane's gone down and it's bursting into flames, then let that number <laughs> burn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and I made them really, really small too. Oh, good. Have no idea Microscope. <laughs> they have to at least have a or something to be able to see them and if they don't like it tough luck they're on there you don't need a tool to get to them they didn't say you had to read them you had to be able to get to them <laughs> <laughs> um did anyone see on uh facebook uh someone uh, uploaded a picture of the uh, ft arrow and they had every yes. single number on it imaginable i thought yes. that was the greatest thing since <laughs> sliced bread <laughs> wait till the faa sees mine <laughs> or, or doesn't <laughs> yeah, well four point type is tough to read let me tell you <laughs> I'm going to spell out my license number if I ever get one in German <laughs> in German oh, even better no, that's right they never said anything about it being in English <laughs> yeah. oh, if, if, I would, 
be longer. It'll be the whole wing. Oh, my God. I'm going to go Hebrew, and they won't know whether to read it left to right or right to left. Yes, yes, I agree. Well, you, you could have done Chinese, and they'd had to read it up and down. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's great, guys. <laughs> so that's that's been the story of my, uh, hell, almost month off now of not doing the podcast. So. There you go. Although I do have, well, before I uh, let somebody else talk, um, I do have another swap meet this weekend. It's the Casey Artsy swap meet here in Kansas City out at, um, oh, I can't remember the name of the place right now. I have to, I'll have to put it in the show notes, but uh, uh, it's usually the best one, Kansas City. And there's usually a lot of good deals out there. So anybody that uh, can go on February 6th, I think they open at 9 or 10. I'll put the uh, link in there in the show notes so everybody can get to it, but it's usually a really good one. So, Yeah, that's great. Excellent. Doing that this weekend. So. Excellent. Well, ho hopefully you can get some great finds out there. That's awesome, Mike. Mm -hmm. So I believe, uh, Joel, why don't you go ahead and go? Well, uh, needless to say, the beginning of the year was a little bit sluggish for me. Um, but then uh, it, it got real interesting real fast because... Um, a little, a little uh, birdie um, uh, allowed me to have a, a, an early start on a project, and um, I was able to build a FT Arrow, um, and it was a blast to build. Um, it went together lightning fast. It's a great little wing, and uh, I haven't flown mine yet. Um, but there are a couple of changes that I made to uh, to the plans to make it a little bit easier on uh, lining everything up and so forth. So that was that was great. That was fun. So how do you know it's a great little wing if you haven't flown it yet? Because I've seen videos. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> just let me let me tell my story. Okay, um, so I do I do intend to maiden it this weekend. So um, there there is an intention of flying it. Soon, um, the trouble is, is I haven't renewed my membership with my club yet uh, because I was waiting to uh, do that in February because I knew January was going to be a uh, non-flying month for me. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to be uh, doing that. Um, and then this weekend, I was actually out of town. I was in Gainesville. And Gainesville is a fun little city if uh, anyone in Florida has been up there. Uh, go Gators. Um, it's, uh, it's a great uh, town. U uh, University of Florida is up there. Had a couple of friends. And uh, one of uh, my friends, uh, he, he's been down. He's seen my quad with the FPV stuff. And I took him out to the field last time he was down. And he was like, man, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Um, I told him uh, how to get into it. And he was like, you know, I'm just going to wait until you come up and see me and... Uh, We'll, we'll go out to the local hobby shop and we'll go get some stuff. So take him out to the local hobby shop on Saturday. And we pick up for him a little Dromeda Ominous, which nice. is a great little startup quad. Um, I, I've been recommending that and the Blade Nano QX as well. So both of those being a great starting point. Uh, he picked out the Dromeda, um, little red and black version of that, which is really cool looking. Um, and meanwhile, because I couldn't walk into a hobby shop and not walk out with anything, uh, <laughs> since I didn't have any equipment with me whatsoever, I picked up the Hobby Zone uh, Ready to Fly Champ, which is a ah. three channel 
uh, trainer, 20-inch wingspan. It's yep. the one that everybody usually has as their starting uh, brushed aircraft. And so uh, I charged the batteries on our way home, and uh, we went out to the field, and we actually had some initialization issues with the Dromeda originally. Um, so we actually found a fake. So if anyone is having issues with the Dromeda, I will post a link to the uh, site that we found to fix that. Um, but the uh, the plane, on the other hand, the Champ, holy cow, that thing uh, bound up in no time at all. And it flies great! I was having a giggle with that little airplane. And it, you know, we were flying it in a very confined space. Um, and it was just, we were just, you know, doing fun little circles and doing loops. And the thing doesn't like to do a lot of aerobatics, but it was, it was just plain old fun. Um, yep. So, um, yeah, yeah, it, it was a, it was, it was a champ. <laughs> um yeah it was terrible um so yeah that was great uh we went back to the ha uh, apartment we managed to fix the binding issue and uh I, I took him up a couple of times and we went back out later in the evening and uh night flying with that thing is easy as hell because you can just uh you can see that thing from 10 miles away with the number of leds that are on it um and it was great and then flying the champ at uh low light was easy because the thing's bright yellow um so yeah, it was great. We had a, a whale of a time, and I've still got the the champ ready. But I'm just gonna stick that in the trunk of my car and have that as a. I'm in the mood to fly airplane. Cool. So it was great. Okay. Really, really good. And yeah, I registered with the FAA too. Um, so I have my oh, FAA yes. number. I know. Look, I'm not happy about it. I'm not proud of it, but I did it anyway. Yeah, I did too. I'm ashamed, but I did. So oh, very cool. ashamed. They're dropping like flies, folks. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, my field is actually mandating that we do it. So yeah, not same, only do we have same. to have I, that, I, it's uh, if if I didn't really enjoy my club so much, I would not do it, and I wouldn't care so much. But you know, I, I really do like my club, and I like the people in it. What, and happened, I, what happened to the AMA saying for everyone to hold off? Yeah, they, uh, they, they rebuttaled. They, they rebuttaled about what Already? two weeks ago? Two weeks yep. ago, guys. Yeah. Oh, a while back. Yeah. They apparently they have some kind of uh, agreement that in the future you'll be able to be registered with the FAA through the AMA with your number or something. So I guess uh, maybe Fred was right with his mm -hmm. conspiracy theories and that. Uh, you know, they got what they wanted and they they'll probably boost their membership that way or something. But yeah. anyway. And the other the other interesting thing with that as well, uh, that I've recently found out is that um, the little contract quote unquote that they have you sign on the FAA website, it's actually understood that it's not necessarily a contract, that it's an agreement with the FAA. But if you are associated with a community-based organization such as the AMA, that you are able to follow those rules as opposed to the FAA rules. Right. So interestingly enough, the AMA rules trump the FAA rules if you're flying with them. So. And that's today. Yep. So interesting how that, that but, uh, turned yeah. around. And, and, and I've been reading a few things about that, too, and they're talking about uh, how the FAA has control over the airspace and that, like, lo local municipalities and states and things like that really can't make rules over and above what the FAA has done. 
but yet they're still doing that. So, mm -hmm. or attempting to do that anyway. Yeah, so. no, right. absolutely. Like with the banning of whatever. Yeah, yep. exactly. Well, uh, I think huh. it's about time that we turn over to the guests. So uh, who wants to start, Eric or Jim? Start what? That, that, right, start talking updates. about what they did in our Their updates. <laughs> I've had an uh, I've had an exciting uh, 200 days of waiting for my 333 exemption to uh, show up <laughs> at the FAA. So if anybody's listening, if you could check uh, Jim Bixler, Bixler UAV Services, and and uh, find out what the holdup is, that would be wonderful. <laughs> yeah, somebody somebody oh, wow. needs to get on that. Yep. Yeah. Well, so so really, you have been waiting 200 some days for your yeah, for your exemption. Yeah. It's been that, so uh, I'm probably going to find out I did something wrong, but I, I just I can't find myself on their site, and I check about every other day. Haven't gotten a letter yet, so. Oh, yeah. But I'm losing sleep because I'm illegal, and, and I want to be uh, illegal. He so. filed as James Al-Shaheem uh, Mixler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. If... if and, and here's My the thing: if, if if you're not if you're not a uh, uh, a citizen of the United States, you don't even have to register. So I'm not sure why you even tried. Gotcha. Well, well, <laughs> yeah. if if anyone is planning on attending Flight Fest and they need an FAA number, they are more than welcome to borrow mine. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> That's great. Well, so. I, uh, I'm building a uh, mini arrow also, and I like to cover things, except I cover them with monocoat and then they get too heavy. So I used uh, 33 contact spray and uh, cellophane from the dollar store. And uh, oh, I yeah. have six different colors, and it's been holding on. I've been uh, throwing it out in the snow and, and whipping it all around, and it's, it hasn't come off yet in my ground testing. So we'll see when we're in the air. That's he sings Vivo while he whips it, too. <laughs> <laughs> while you whip it, do you also nay-nay? No, 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 no. No, no, he whips it, and he whips it good. <laughs> Any more whip it puns <laughs> while with it? <laughs> my most exciting flying was a Parrot Bebop drone yesterday. Uh, my son bought a chinchilla from a girl down the street, so she put... She, she was... Uh, Holding, uh, she didn't know what a, a drone or FPV was, so she had the she had the the goggles on and almost fell off the front porch. So got <laughs> <laughs> nauseated. So and all I was doing was hovering. So I could have oh, had with that. <laughs> I've actually fallen over trying to do that. So I oh, that's know. epic. <laughs> the, chin the chinchilla flew a lot better though. I couldn't believe it. Oh, goodness <laughs> gracious! <laughs> Squirrel plane, anyone? <laughs> That's a great video. Oh, it really is. We'll post it in the show notes for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. Oh, that's funny. What about you, Eric? What have you been up to? Oh, boy. I don't know if I should go for the short list or the shorter list. Um, <laughs> let's go with the shorter list. Well, I haven't been flying a whole lot, admittedly. Um... I've been flying for work, but not for fun, which is usually the case. Isn't so, as far as, as far as flying for fun, um, I've actually been doing a ton of time on the new simulator by uh, Immersion RC called Liftoff. Mm. Yep. My Cinemizer goggles that I fly with for work, I can plug them in HDMI to my computer, 
And so I can sit here in the comfy warmth of my office and my real flight um, transmitter that comes with my real flight simulator, I was able to make that work for the, uh, for the uh, liftoff sim. And so I programmed that all up and I've been racing and ripping and doing all kinds of fun things in the liftoff sim. So um, I did fly my Phantom the other day uh, for fun actually. So I guess, I, I guess that's a lie. I have flown for fun once or twice. I was driving home from uh, the chiropractor in Hartville, which is about 10 minutes from my house since none of you know where Hartville is. I guess I should reiterate where that is. But anyhow, uh, I was driving home from the chiropractor in a, I call it a swarm. It was more than a flock of birds. We actually had to stop driving because they were coming across the street from one side of the street to the other in literally biblical proportion. Wow. It looked like from a movie. I've never seen in all my years that many birds ever. There, there had to be 50,000 or more, and that's probably a low number. Like, it was incredible. So I whipped out my iPhone, and I got a shot of them coming across the street, and I mean, it looked like a scene from a movie, like that where an apocalypse was about to happen or something. So I rushed home and got my helicopter because it was only a couple from my house and I tracked them down to where they were and I got a bunch of air-to-air -air shots flying with this flock of birds. It was absolutely crazy. Oh, that's fantastic. So, yeah, it was fun. None of them was had that? registration numbers. Yeah, none of those <laughs> had their registration numbers displayed. I don't know what would have happened if they'd have flown into Class B airspace. They'd have had, I don't know if they'd have had enough agents to take all those... Uh, you know, names and numbers. <laughs> Air Force might have had to intercept them. Oh, Maybe. I would think so. Oh, Call me Avengers or something. Were you chasing What's that? Were you chasing them with your big copter or your Phantom? No, my 4K Phantom. Because uh, I, I had this beautiful image of you chasing birds with your, your big copter and then the ensuing uh, <laughs> squeezing <laughs> artifact. <laughs> Zor props. Oh, and... That's funny. My, my T-Rex would look like a weed eater in the middle of that flock of birds. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. A red mist and black feathers going everywhere. Oh, wouldn't that be right? a day? That's so, yeah, Phantom, I mean, that thing will do about 30 to 35 miles an hour, depending on wind conditions, and it was fairly calm that day, so I was able to get ripping after him, and I was able to fly kind of formation right off the tail end of, of, of these you know, swarms of birds, and it, it literally looked, in, in the camera, it looked like, like you see a school of minnows in, in the ocean, and how they all move the same way, or they dart one way, and they all do the same thing. That's what it looked like. It was absolutely incredible. Oh. So, really a cool thing, and I'm going to be posting a small clip of that on Instagram here in the, the days to come. That's fantastic. So, That's awesome. as far as build projects, I haven't done any building at all. My, my build shop is in my garage, and unfortunately, during the winter, my garage is really, really cold. So, um, and I've been doing so much work. My company has exploded. Uh, we've been pretty blessed with work the last year and a half or two years and it's getting to the point where I'm 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 busier now than I've ever been with the stuff that we do for you know my business so yeah and that's so, all all is well good Excellent. glad to hear that do you want to give a little plug for your business at all Eric oh uh, you know it's it's funny because I don't know that it I mean I can um my business basically has uh, uh three divisions if you will uh, obviously, we're not a big corporation, but um, we started off um, in 2005 shooting cinematic wedding production. Um, 
And that's an industry that you either last in or you don't. Um, if you really like it and are passionate about that that type of filming, you can you know do really well in it. So this is our you know eleventh year or going on twelve years, I guess now since we started. Um, and then we also do corporate videos. So um, we do you know a lot of training video stuff, multi-camera work. Um, we cut television commercials for some local and uh, not so local businesses. Um, and then obviously motion imaging work. Um, we do you know steady cam work and then anything with the helicopters as well. Uh, a friend of mine has his 333, and so ever since the FAA has started requiring that, let's say, um, him and I have teamed up to do the commercial work. So that's probably an answer that a lot of people are wondering, how are you doing that when you haven't finished your pilot's license yet? Well, uh, my friend has been gracious enough to say, hey, you know, you've got contacts in the industry and you've got a lot of experience there. Um, so, you know, let's let's couple our, our what we both bring to the table together and let's go out and do this. So, uh, you know, he has some contacts uh, where we've landed Fox News. Um, and then I have a ton of contacts in Los Angeles and San Francisco for movies. Um, so that and then local, you know, television commercial work and that sort of thing. We've we've been really, really busy with that as well. So we're doing everything we can to uh, abide by the law in that regard. And uh, funny story quick about my pilot's license. I went to finish that all up in the, the fall, um, and I was kind of in a race against time with the winter coming, um, even though winter has been like 55 and 60 degrees here now, which is really odd. But uh, I drove by the flight school. I couldn't get more than one lesson a week. Um, and I wanted to do like three hours, go eat lunch and come back and do three more because I really only have a couple cross countries in my night flying to do and I'm finished. I think I'm the highest time student ever. I've got like 300, <laughs> 350 hours. When, when I first soloed years ago, I told my flight instructor, you're gonna have to shoot the wings off the plane to get me to come down, which I held true to and, you know, just went up every single night and just burnt holes in the sky and it's just a motorcycle in the sky, so to speak. So I never really, you know, finished. Once I got soloed, I just went flying every day. It was just fun. But I drove by the flight school, and uh, there was a bar on the door, and it looks like it's closed. So, oh, oh, no. Here's to buying an airplane in the spring and finishing in my own aircraft, so I don't have to, have to, to wait on someone else's schedule. Uh, absolutely. Mm. So that's, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, no, definitely. That's I don't blame you. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, so, speaking of of, of full scale airplanes and such, uh, Jim, I I know your dad was building building a Pete and Pole Air Camper, or uh, or you and Josh were some some point. Yeah, that's, what? that's my brother. He's got pieces of it up in my barn, and uh, and he's got some of it down in his workshop. But yeah, Dad and he bought a project about about ten years ago, and uh. Neat little air camper, and uh, yeah, Josh. Uh, Josh takes it out and works on it every now and then, but it's going to be neat. So oh, cool! He, he cool. really enjoys his Pete and Paul. I have all my time Taylor Craft and uh, and uh, and a Piper Tri Pacer is what Eric oh, and I. Use. Right. So yeah, we had a lot of lot of fun with that, and uh, Eric had the joy of self employment before I did, and. Uh, I would come out of work and he'd time it just right so that when I'm walking out of the building, he'd come over, ripping over in the tri-pacer. <laughs> me all the way home. I may or may have been lower than I was supposed to be. Yeah. No. Yeah. 
by a lot. Oh, <laughs> no. Like, he could see me grinning in the window as I went by. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? Amazing. <laughs> this was 15 years ago. We uh, we had a lot more Amishmen out in Hartville back then, and Eric and I would get in the Taylor Craft or, or the Tri-Pacer, and they'd be on the tractor working, and we'd come up behind them in a bus. <laughs> and I mean, I was talking. <laughs> We're below tree level at this point. Oh wow! They they shake their fists or fingers at us as we come. <laughs> That's fantastic. Hey, we were practicing emergency landing techniques. Don't judge. That, that was yeah, perfect. that's right. For, for ever, any FAA listeners, that's exactly what they were doing. We can vouch. <laughs> Little trouble with the motor, so they had to drop down only because they were having trouble. That's funny. That is funny. All right, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, Mikey, do you want to go ahead and uh, say hello to all the newbies out there? Well, I'm not going to say hello to all of them because there are like two pages full, and I will not do that. But there is a couple that I definitely want to uh, give a quick shout-out to. Um, some of the new members on the uh, forums out there at uh, flighttest.com uh, slash forums. Um First one is going to be, uh, I'm going to say Hoofty, H-O-O-F-T-Y. He just joined on the 29th, and he's actually uh, doing some homeschooling, and he's using the the STEM uh, stuff. So uh, we want to welcome him on there and uh, definitely, uh, uh, you know, wish him all the luck in the world uh, with the STEM stuff. So um, next one is going to be Toby T. He joined on the 27th of this month. And he's actually teaching his daughter how to fly. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I definitely want all the girls and women that we get into this hobby that we can. Um, and I think that's fantastic that uh, that Toby is uh, getting his daughter how to, you know, teaching her how to fly. So uh, uh, enough about that one. And then uh, Kilo119, uh, he's in the service and... Uh, in the army, actually, and uh, I want to say thanks for your service, and to all of our military, thank you for your service. And then the last one, I think, oh, where is he? Oh, there he is. Uh, where's my name go? He joined on the twentieth. <laughs> uh, it, it's really funny. Um, I uh, welcomed him to the forums uh, on the twentieth or the twenty-first, whatever. And uh, man, he's been really active on the forums, and I appreciate the fact that he is asking a lot of questions, already trying to answer some questions on his own. So I just want to say welcome to him. And for all the rest of the new members, we absolutely want to say uh, welcome to the forums. Uh, please be active in there. This is the best community you'll ever be involved with online, no doubt, no question. And uh, if you look at the show notes, all you guys, all you guys, uh, uh, will be on there or as many of them as we can get on there. So thanks again, guys. Appreciate it. Exactly. Exactly. And we, we post, by the way, everyone, because uh, apparently we've gotten to a bad habit of not saying where we post the show notes. You can find our show notes in the article section of the Flight Test Forum uh, under the podcast section. Um, when oh, Fred... which, by the way, we just got put on to. Yeah. If um, you go out to the podcast, yeah, we're actually there we're now. There. We're so on the I don't podcast. know who we need to thank for that, but it's greatly Mr. appreciated. You can thank Mr. Fred Provost for that, except he needs oh. to put episode six on. 
on the uh, in the uh, in the changed status. So uh, the rest of the show notes are all in there. Um, so if you go, if you guys go to flighttest.com forward slash podcasts, you will officially find the Flight Test Community podcast show up. Awesome. So, yep, that, that's Thanks, where you Fred. can find the show notes. So thank you for it. <laughs> and uh, you can catch episode five with Fred Provost. All right. Yeah. So, uh, Patrick, I know you're probably, as usual, chomping at the bit to speak to our <coughs> fine guests. And, uh, yeah, so what, what, what do we want to talk about this evening? Well, well I, w- I was really excited about the, the idea of getting Eric and Jim on here because, you know, I've heard through Eric a couple of stories about them growing up, and, and they, they told a couple here and there, but there's some good stuff. And, and after hearing about the, uh, the, the buzzing of the Amish farmers, I think I understand why Jim maybe hasn't received his 333 exemption. <laughs> so... <laughs> Just saying. Uh. <laughs> well, Jim sure. has a cool story. It, it's funny. He shared the, the follow-up to a story that I have told on a podcast. I think the original flight test, or maybe it was Chris Roncaglione's uh, uh, After Hours. But Jim and I were the terror of our middle school when we found out what rubber band-powered airplanes were. Oh, boy. So we would take <laughs> a school box. You know, you know those old plastic school boxes you could put glue and stuff in? Well, our glue was CA, and we took X-Acto blades back when that was still kosher to take to school, believe it or not. <laughs> so we went, uh, we went to our study hall, and Jim and I were fortunate enough to share a study hall class together. And so we would build tissue paper, rubber-powered airplanes. Well, we had to maiden flight this thing, and we, God knows we couldn't wait till after school. So our middle school had like open doors. There were no, there actually weren't doors on the classrooms. And so we had like a commons area and like 10 classrooms around the, the, you know, the circumference of the room. So we launched this thing out of the back of the study hall with our blind as a bat study hall monitor who wasn't paying attention. And uh, it circled the commons. Everybody in all the classes is looking at this, obviously. And uh, it flew right into Miss John's English class. Well, Jim told me the follow-up to that story that his son has missed John this year and gives him trouble constantly and still hates him for his last name. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, he said it, I'd never be anything and playing with those little airplanes and, uh, and and now, yeah, I've made a living with it. So that's wonderful. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, that airplane didn't last too long. She crumpled it right in front of me. And, uh, But we built another one. We built Peck ROGs and Sky Bunnies. And I still have one of the Sky Bunnies about 25 years old now that Eric made me when we were younger. And, uh, oh, that's uh, fantastic. The, yeah, that's the cat awesome. knocks it off the shelf now and then. But other than that, it's faring pretty well. So, And what's amazing... picture of that, Jim. Oh, I'll bring it, yeah. Uh, what's amazing is electronics now. We could actually put electronics in it and fly at RC. And I never would have imagined that when I was in seventh grade. So... So uh, exciting changes in technology. That was one of our fun stories from middle school as well. Yeah. Oh, and, and one other good story, actually, is uh, Jim Bixler smashed me into a snow fort from behind his four-wheeler once. Obviously, this has nothing to do with RC, but you know, this really sealed the bond of our friendship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a snowball fight, and so we're hiding behind these like ice walls that we built. Well, Jim gets this idea that we should pull the sled behind the four wheeler, so of course I was all for that. And then he 
on the outside real far, and I smashed right through one of them, and it about knocked me out. And yeah. you know, we've been best friends since. Yeah, there's, 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 there's nothing like death. Yeah. <laughs> you know, bringing, bringing two people closer together. <laughs> oh, really? <sighs> we, tried, uh, we tried for about 15 years to uh, ditch a ride in the Taylor craft together. And uh, my, my flight instructor also happened to be a seasoned police uh, captain. So uh, he'd let us get right to the point of almost getting to the field and getting the plane ready. And then I'd end up painting his house or doing something else. Hey, uh, guys, did I ever tell you boys about airspace classes? And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <you laughs> he kept us grounded. And, uh, you know, funny story about Josh Bixler. Uh, he, he was, uh, as I'm dating my wife, uh, back, we were back in high school, uh, my brother built a 10-foot telemaster and loaded it up with about seven pounds of... of C4. Uh, <laughs> no. Seven <laughs> uh, tennis balls. So I'm having a romantic moment down the runway. You know, it's a beautiful, <laughs> it's a beautiful uh, oh, no. sunny day. And I've got my honey right next to me and one single tennis ball falls. And then following that, about uh, 200 of them. <laughs> <laughs> Josh had that 10-foot telemaster up probably a 1,000 feet AGL, so it was just quiet. He coasted it over us, and so he was doing pinpoint precision bombing back when he was uh, about 11 years old. So. That's unbelievable. Oh, and, wow. Uh, one time he flew a, a plane simultaneously with his hands and his toes. So that, that was... Uh, Wasn't that a flight test episode as well? Yeah. Uh, he was, yes. He was better as a kid, though. I oh, that one. oh, so his skill—he—he he needs to brush up on his toe flying skills. Did I hear that right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he had ugly hammer toes when he was little, so he had an operation on that, and I think I think it killed his spine. Oh, now we got going on. I don't have to worry about pinching that way, though. <laughs> <laughs> Fast and hard, and I, I would crash in the most peculiar ways. And I, I, his wings would fold, and he'd still manage to land. So that's actually a true story. Yeah. I had a Quickie 500. It was an old kit from the late 50s or early 60s, I guess, and it was still covered in fabric. Believe it or not, I bought it off a guy for like 20 bucks. Only I took off the 25 size nitro motor and stuck a 60 on the front of it. And of course, it was power, baby. We had to have a 5.8, my dad stuck a 5.8 deep well socket in the tail just to get this thing to balance. It was pretty incredible. <laughs> so I'm doing, you know, high speed like snap and barrel rolls and that kind of thing. And it snapped one of the wings up to where, I mean, it was darn near 90 degrees to the Whoa. other wing. And I had so much aileron throw on it to get it to roll so quick that I was able to fly it down, no lie. What? Oh my god. What? So <laughs> that's just kind of crazy Fantastic. story. Oh wow. We've been flying out at our farm for since 1986, and every time we plow or go through the woods, we'll find bits of monocote up in the trees that are 20 years old. And and uh, I had a collection of about five old crusty engines that have emerged out of the cloud. <laughs> oh, <here>. Wow. <laughs> Those are trophies. Man. Yes. <laughs> Uh, they need to go in a showcase somewhere. That's great. Yes. Uh, I still fly with the original, uh, the canvas Futaba strap that came on my original radio. I still fly with that on my Phantom right now. Oh, that's, oh, that's great. Nice. I, my good luck. 
Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's awesome. I still have all of my engines from Clearback when I first started flying. I have a 25, I have a 35, I've got a 60. Um, so I got a lot of old engines and stuff, and they're all gummed up now. I'd have to have to clean them and that sort of thing, but they're they're definitely all working and yeah, pretty cool stuff to keep around and look take out every once in a while. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Without those are memories, man. Those are things you can't replace. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I've got this old, uh, I've got this old three channel craft radio that I'm thinking about. Uh, and I was talking with Fred about this, thinking about uh, gutting and putting 2.4 in and just flying with that just to mess with people's heads. Why not? <laughs> Definitely. Why not? That's great. So, so you guys must have some really, really great behind the scenes uh, input on what, what uh, flight tests has been all about. So have you guys got any good stories of like behind the scenes moments from flight test? <laughs> oh, let me think. Wow. Um, well, I can, I, I can tell you about uh, nobody wants to room with my brother when we, when we stay overnight. <laughs> Uh, and, and I always get stuck whenever I go, I don't like to travel. I like to be home all the time, as everybody would say, you know, but uh, when I do get twisted my arm and I have to travel, uh, Josh scares me to death because he has such bad sleep apnea, he will stop breathing for a minute, and I'll wake oh, up and I'll man. kick him and try to get him to breathe, and he oh, hates wow. wearing his mask, oh, so, wow. so we all get a terrible night's sleep. Uh, they can hear Josh snoring, you know, through the, uh, through, through walls. So, uh, well, yeah, Alex and Austin are, I'm, I'm not it. And then the other thing is, I, I only get in, I'm a country boy, I only get invited to trips where we're in New York City, like, and we're driving a Suburban with a trailer. <laughs> I, I went to New York with these guys. I never saw New York. I saw angry people in front of me and behind me, and that was it. Oh. Driving this massive vehicle through... Uh, but I quickly learned uh, all you have to do is do just uh, point your nose there and then people yell at you until the police come and tell somebody to go. And that's how we navigate New York. I got a second the story about Josh and snoring. My very first trip to Seth ever was Chad, Dave Vindestel, um Some of you guys know Wayne, Wayne Griffith. Um, he hangs Absolutely. out with Chris Roncaglione mm -hmm. a lot. Um, me... Josh, all of us went down to the first year of Seth. I think it was flight test first year in existence. And uh, I got stuck with Josh. Well, I, I guess I was the butt of the joke because I didn't know about that whole situation because I'd never roomed with Josh. Anytime I spent the night over at Bixler's, it was always, you know, in the living room, sacked out on the floor or something. We never really had to worry about sharing a room with Josh. So, yeah, he snored so bad that I had to download a white noise app on my iPhone and play <laughs> In. And I still, I could still hear him above that. It was awful. Oh wow! <laughs> you know, you know. After this episode, Josh is never going to let us have another episode again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's going to encourage him to come on and defend so, all of these stories. <laughs> so, do you think story? This is a funny one. Josh offended me so bad on one of our trips. You, you guys all know my affinity for good quality coffee. Yes. Yes. We're, yes. we're on the bus, and I, mean, I brought a French press and a Chemex, and I brought all this stuff because we were going to be down at the Joan Hall for like a week. So I yep. mean I was geared I was geared up, you know, ready to go. Fresh coffee, like fifty dollars worth from the local coffee shop and all this stuff. So 
I, I, had, I had stood up in the middle of our RV trip down there, and I said, hey, anybody want some coffee? And I said, and Josh said, yeah, I'll have some. So I make a big brewed, you know, French press, and I said, what do you think, Josh? You know, I'm all, all anxious for the, the accolades and how great the coffee is. And he goes, Eric, you know, I got to tell you. He says, coffee to me is just coffee. And I mean, I felt the arrow right through the heart right there. Oh, no. I could drink this or I could drink gas station coffee, and I really just can't tell the difference. And that just sealed the deal right there. Wow. Realized though it was because of the, the Mountain Dew, the years of Mountain Dew abuse has, has wrecked his taste buds. <laughs> and that's exactly what that is. Yeah, well, really. So then, <laughs> Fred Provost actually was the one who put the nail in the coffin when we traveled down to the flight, uh, the CFLVPH19er. Yep, the, the, the mud fest where you and I originally met, Eric. there, <laughs> <laughs> Fred actually took me for coffee, and the joke was on me because we went to Dunkin' Donuts. And yeah, like, it was amazing. I heard about that oh, story after the fact. <laughs> I had to drink Dunkin' Donuts coffee, or I wasn't going to get it. Oh, it was great. Yeah, hearing that poor, story. Poor, was, man. Hearing that story was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, Peter. Uh, Peter likes to sleep in. He's not a morning person. And when Eric and Peter get together, they disappear for hours at a time. <laughs> it's like they turn invisible, and you don't know where they are. And uh, they might have a show or something to do, but there's no Eric and Peter. They just disappear. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. so Peter's a coffee man too, huh? Well, whether it's for coffee or just goofing off, I think it was more the goofing <laughs> off. Yeah. Great story for Peter. This was so fun. He's gonna kill me if he hears this. He brought down these little like uh, they were Power Wheels on crack. Like they they took these Barbie Power Wheels Jeeps and they put like gas motors. In. Oh, <laughs> so oh yes. Buddy, for all of you who've been to Joe Nall. Him and his buddy were down, uh, they were coming down the big hill by the lake towards where we always camped out on the electrical. <laughs> his buddy flipped this thing over like face first right on the dog on cement. And I mean, he was just crashed. Oh. And so he had to cover that up, of course, because we had a reputation to uphold down there that, that weekend. <laughs> we had to hide that thing real quick and it came up. I don't think we told Josh till we were on our way home. Oh, wow. Or something. That's amazing. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, that would have been something he wouldn't have lived down. He wrecked his pink Barbie Power Wheels coming down the hill. Oh, oh wow. That is too well, funny. I've got a question for Eric. Okay. Eric, I'm what scared. got you? Well, no, don't be scared, man. This is... This is uh, <laughs> No, this is this is a legitimate question. Um, what got you into photography and videography? Wow. Okay, that's a kind of a kind of a funny story. Um, for a lot of people, they probably don't know this. I, I did actually work in the real world at one point. Um, I was a purchasing manager for a medical company, and they were based in Germany. And so I, my boss um, was actually from there, and so I, I surprised him one day after six months of teaching myself how to speak German. And uh, he said something to me, screwing around with me one day, and I actually answered him, and his jaw about hit the, the desk. And so then we <laughs> talked 
I talked German eight hours a day ever since the whole time I worked there. Well, I was also a gymnastics coach. Um, and really? you know, I've been in, huh. yeah, I've been in Chinese Kung Fu since I was younger. And uh, I had wanted to learn to do a front. I, I taught myself to do a front tuck on the pole vault mats at school when uh, we were seniors in high school. And I wanted to learn to do a backflip. And I found a local gymnastics school that was right in our town. And so I just walked in there one day. And the, the girl who owned the place, I said, teach me how to do a backflip. And so she did. And like 10 minutes later, I could do it. So I started hanging around the gym and tumbling and just having fun. And she goes, well, if you're going to hang around here all the time, I'm going to put you to work. So I was only 17 at the time. And so I started helping out little kids and learning to do, teaching them how to do handstands and all the, you know, the, the low stuff. And then eventually got certified and coached all the way up to level 10 elite. Wow. Um, I coached wow. until... Nice was about 38 I just quit coaching just a you know handful of years ago um, but I ended up quitting my job as a purchasing manager and going full-time into gymnastics um, and so I did that for quite a few years after Michelle and I first got married and uh, you know it was a really lucrative job because when you can coach floor tumbling like that you can make a lot of money doing uh, private lessons for you know high school and college cheerleading teams and that sort of thing because everybody's out to sure. get the next trick and whatever and they're you know, willing to pay top dollar to get that. So, you so know, you I have jazz hands. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, brother. Sorry, brother. I had to do that. Yay. <laughs> I was a cheerleader floor tumbling coach. So if you all want to make fun of me for that, that's the best kept secret in the business, friends. <laughs> oh, my God. No, it's no, continue, please. I've, I've known him since seventh grade. When we were in eighth grade, he said, I love airplanes. Wouldn't it be great to put a camera on one and go spy on girls? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so that's where the love came from. Okay. American public does not want us to have cameras on our aircraft. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, up to the video question, um, I coached gymnastics for all those years, and then once we got into having an all-star cheer team at our gym, we had a banquet, and I said, wouldn't it be cool if we took all these photos and we put them together and made a slideshow like for our banquet? So I got software and had always been kind of techie and a gamer yeah. and that sort of thing, and so I taught myself how to do video editing so that I could build this banquet slideshow. Well, then I decided that, wow, this is kind of fun. I like this. I should do this for more people. So a friend of mine, actually, you guys are going to love this. So I knew Heather, which is Josh Scott's wife, um, through church and some other organizations and stuff uh, prior to her and Josh even meeting. And so um, Heather and Josh ended up getting together and started dating. And when I found out they were getting married, I, Heather, I, I talked to Heather and I said, let me shoot your wedding. I want to get my. I want to try my hand at this. So Josh Scott's wedding was the first wedding I ever shot. Oh wow! Are you kidding me? Yeah. So, wow. <laughs> so I filmed Josh and Heather's wedding for free just to get the experience, and that was the start, really, of my wedding filming career. Um, so like okay. this is so funny because I mean that's years before flight test ever started, and just all of us have known each other from the local area and that sort of thing. Um, sure. But yeah, so I shot Josh and Heather's wedding, and I just fell in love with filming. Um, and the photographer that night um, was, it was her first wedding too. 
So we've, we've all been friends for years and, and that kind of started my video career. So my wife and I decided we're going to start a video company. This is, this is, I love this. And I, I found myself wanting to film things constantly. Um, and, and another kind of funny thing that ties this all together is uh, I shot my first wedding on a camera that I borrowed from this guy sitting right beside me. <laughs> oh, even better. Even okay. better. So I borrowed Jimmy's video camera, and I'm like, dude, I'll have this back to you tomorrow. I just got to borrow this. And so I, I borrowed one from church and one from Jimmy. I didn't know how to work it. So <laughs> thus, thus started my video career. So you wow. really can blame Jim for everything that's happened to you since... I really grade. can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, so Jim's an enabler. Yeah. Good, good stuff. Not, not, a, not, a, not a Bixler, but an no. enabler. Yeah, really. <laughs> it, it, so, so by the sound of it, secretly, and it, it's not, it's not Chad who started flight tests. No, it's Jim. He's been the secret behind the scenes guy the whole time. Thing <laughs> <laughs> all along. Yeah. All right, Chad, we're calling you out. Oh wow, yeah, Chad, you've you've been lying to us this whole time. <laughs> Thanks for putting that together. I'm going to go have a talk on Monday. So Yeah, really. <laughs> well, I, I, I tell you why I asked the question, Eric, because I'm in the same boat that you were way back then when you were 17, and you got such an advantage on me because I'm 52. So, But I enjoy filming. I enjoy taking pictures, and I enjoy all those things. And I just really wondered how you got started because it is so fascinating to me. Eric reminds me of Forrest Gump in a good way because any, <laughs> anything, you know, if you see Forrest Gump, well, I, I love you, Jim. I, <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever Eric touches, just through a series of events, he becomes a master at, whether it's his kung fu or his gymnastics or his filming and videography. And it's so much fun. And, and you know, I'm, I'm pretty inadequate at about everything I try. <laughs> but uh, together we had we've had so much fun on the same property in the same little airport doing the the same flying and it's just been a, it's been a good lifetime so we feel that's, like kids still in a lot of ways but uh but that's the that's the story don't ever don't ever grow up man no, don't ever grow up. i was about to say hey age is just a number it's all about how you play yep <laughs> So it's great, and uh, I got to see Eric the other day. I, I got to fly with him. We were up in Cleveland, and we were actually flying legally with our with our uh, NOTAM was in, in force. And uh, Eric was uh, flying in about a 30-mile-an-hour gusting wind, chasing a boomerang with a, uh, what were you flying? An Inspire. You're flying Inspire, chasing a boomerang around that the, this Olympic boomerang thrower was tossing. And I just thought, this is so amazing, because when we were kids with our little rubber band uh, powered uh, planes and our, our gentle lady gliders, and now just to see that technology and, uh, and to see the precision he followed this boomerang with. And nobody was injured by the drone, but two of us were hit with boomerangs. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the FAA, I think. FAA number on it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what well, was is we had the helicopter blow, blow, blow the boomerangs. <laughs> well, one thing I want to say to everybody out there, too, uh, hope, and especially the younger crowd that, that, that does listen to our podcast, 
I mean, you listen to what these guys are telling right now, and this is the kind of stuff that can lead into a career. And, and, and Pat, I'm going to have to refer to you a little bit because I mean, this is on the science side of careers that, that kids can actually follow. And I really would love to see those engineers and, 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 the uh, uh, aviators and, and, and pilots and, and, and all these things. That's kind of what we're trying to do, man, is, 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 is push people to, to do more and have fun as well. Right. And that's, that's always been kind of, uh, one of the great things about model aviation has always been that, uh, kids, a lot of people start very young and they continue and it leads into bigger and better things. And, uh, you know, let's just only hope that this continues because the technology, like Jim was saying, the technology that we have available is amazing. Um, the, the accessibility to inexpensive electronics, uh, and the ability to make them make a flying thing do all kinds of crazy things it, it yep. is just phenomenal. So mm-hmm. you know, it, it, today it could only be if a, if a, if somebody was interested and really committed to understanding some of these things. Uh, I mean, it's it, it's only getting bigger and better, and let's hope it continues in that direction. Absolutely. Well, at this point, the sky's not even the limit anymore. That's true. And the FAA is. Well, other than that, but it's funny that you you guys bring that up because the the buddy of mine who who now has the drumada we were talking he he just picked up a degree in agricultural resource management, and I said to him I was like you know there are if you're if you're really interested in this stuff and the guy has uh, a, a, I'm gonna call him out because I'll tell him that I've mentioned his name Vishal and um, yeah Vishal and I were chit chatting. And I was like, you know, you've got a background in mechanics from his family. He's He loves doing electronics work. And he's now got into the quad stuff. I was like, you have no idea how many people need a technology like a quadcopter in the agricultural industry. I was like, you can make a killing here. So, yep, just bring it well, full circle. And, and, and it's not only making a killing. I mean, it's, it's, it's entertainment. It's uh, uh, developing new things. It's 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 making the world better, and I I, I want to see kids do this. I mean, even at fifty two, man. I mean, one one of the reasons why I'm so excited to have Eric on here is because of the fact that that I want to do what he does. Maybe not compete with him directly, but indirectly, absolutely, I do. At some point, you know, I'm getting to the point now where I'm going to have a lot of time on my hands soon. Mm-hmm. And like aerial cinematography is like the wedding industry. There could be a there could be a guy doing this on every corner, and there's still enough work for everyone. Yeah. I, I know, but but it's that's not the only thing I want to do. I mean, that's just one of the things that I you know that will help me see things better. Uh, no, I just because you said you didn't want to compete directly. You you could compete exactly in the same genre, and there's enough work for thousands of people that do the same thing. You know what I mean? Well, you know. I, I understand that, but I want to use it as a stepping stone <coughs> to elevate my vision. Yeah. Yeah. Lack of yep. No, absolutely. You know, what's really neat about this industry, too, I've got a good buddy who has a private pilot's license, but he has MS. And I'm writing his 333 right now. Hopefully it comes a little quicker than mine did. But uh, he's uh, he's got the ability to fly a multi-rotor wonderfully, but he can't walk. He can no longer fly a... Full, uh, full scale plane, but he's a re- retired deputy sheriff. 
And uh, it would be so nice because you have veterans that are disabled, you have uh, people with disabilities, and they can they can be gainfully employed uh, with realtors. Uh, we're we're going to try to hit some real, real estate markets, uh, taking pictures for auctioneers and such. And uh, he loves to fly, and there, now he could uh, support himself. So there, there's so much opportunity for people that are older, you know, in their 70s. They've got, they've got all the experience, but maybe they can't uh, uh, move like they used to or do construction like they used to. And here, uh, UAVs and multi-rotors and that whole industry can give them productivity, you know, for another decade. So. Absolutely, Jim. Absolutely, Jim. That's a great point. Without a doubt. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Jim, you have you have a background in, I think Eric was telling me, psychology or something like that. Is that correct? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, kids, don't listen right now. Uh, <laughs> I, went, I finished college, started my master's degree, and uh, while I was working through college, I got into construction, and we built our house, and I put in windows and doors and found out that I just love doing that work. So <laughs> aside from I try to use my psychology on my wife, but it doesn't work. <laughs> No, he's, he's actually been in all of your heads this entire time. Just watch out. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> great. Careful, you never know what you're going to find there. I, I did finish college, but I didn't use it a day of my life. And my brother teases me because he's severely dyslexic, if you didn't know that about Josh. Oh, and, uh, one, me too. <laughs> one of the fellows at work was saying, you ought to read more books. And he says, well, I'm dyslexic. You'd have to read them to me. And then uh, John called me and he goes, here, my, meet my brother. He's got oh, almost his master's degree. He runs my laser. So, <laughs> it's humbling. Now, you, know now you guys know the truth about why we're sponsored by Audible.com. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so you be anything, uh, if you're passionate about what you can do, you can be anything. So Josh... Uh, Josh is the president of a company, and uh, and uh, I have to call my little brother boss every day. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we're not going to tell you why we're sponsored by Harry Shave Club. <laughs> yeah. Um, whatever happened to Alex's bid? <laughs> oh, boy. That's funny. Uh, that's funny. That really is funny. Well, well, thanks, thanks for answering my question, Eric. I appreciate that. Oh, no problem. It was a little roundabout that it got there. No, no it was absolutely it was great. That's, that's what I was looking for. I, I have advice, and this is completely off topic, but I have advice for all new pilots in the industry. Okay. This, this is profound. You might want to write this down. Okay. If, if someone tells you that you have too many RC aircrafts, stop talking to them immediately. You do not need that kind of negativity in your life. <laughs> hey, absolutely. Hey, uh, Eric, would you pass those kind words to my wife? <laughs> Allison won't believe it. No, really, she won't. She'll tell you that you're wrong and uh, you're crazy, and uh, she'll say you're limited to a certain number. <laughs> That's why you just crash them and build new ones. Correct. Like, Bingo. Try <laughs> reverse psychology. It doesn't work on them either. So yeah, yeah that's true. They wrote the book on that. <sighs> that's funny. That is great. Uh, 
Well, we got, we're actually coming up on an hour and a half uh, here. So uh, do we do we want to uh, add any more topics in uh, before we uh, say to these guys that we've had a ton of fun and they're totally coming back for another show? 45 well, yeah, minutes of that was just trying to get Pat connected. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. It's true, it's true. It's true, it's true. Hey, 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 we've got content from them, Patrick, even though you weren't part of it. Well, I, I'm, I'm excited to listen to this podcast. You know I am I very excited. Now you can hear the other half of it. <laughs> well, I love you, Comcast. I, I absolutely want to say that I, I want to have you guys back uh, as quick as possible. Because there's so much more that we could talk about. Oh yeah, this oh. It, this I I I love this aspect because there are certain guests you know we we have um, we want to invite back because they 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 do things for our hobby that that it just it expands everybody's horizon. You guys, this is the floodgate show because you guys will be back. I am sure multiple occasions. To give us more insight and perspective and ideas and good old laughs, because uh, th this has been fantastic. Well, that is as long as they will come back, because you know Pat might have run them off. I don't know. I, people are fader me apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Still. <laughs> uh, so, so what if I? Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's all I wanted to say. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, this has definitely been fun. We'll, we will definitely be back. Only next time we'll probably break open the cheese and the wine. That'll probably give more into the behind-the-scenes look on things. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Uh, cheese and, and wine night. And if I have to send wine that way. Yes. Actually, speaking of coffee, because I know we had brought that up earlier, Eric, there's a great local coffee shop that does, um, that does roasts in-house um, from several different countries. So I'm going to have to... Let you know what the the best of uh, the the month is, and uh, send you a couple bags. Oh, I would love that, sir. You'd be on my Christmas card list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is very short because none of us get that. Everybody <laughs> thinks it's helicopters. It's coffee. Yep, <laughs> way to a man's heart. <laughs> it's through his stomach. Let's be real. Uh, that's great. So, uh, alrighty. Well, uh, you know, there's a couple of things that I, I forgot to mention in my update. Um, there's a couple of events coming up um, that I will be in attendance of. Um, the Central Florida FPV meet that Eric was referring to as Mudfest. Um, we will be returning back to that event. Uh, that is taking place the last week of February. Um, the date of which is the 28th, 29th, and 30th. Um, so, oh, sorry, the 29th and 30th of February. So that is, um, uh, that's going to be in, uh, it's in a new location. I'll post the details in the show notes. Registration is open, $50 if you are interested in flying. Um, the way they work is because it is a FPV meet, you are required to have uh, slotted times in for races. Um, you do want to go ahead and register in advance with Multi-GP because all of the races and scheduling is going to be run through their system, which is fantastic. Nice. So great, great job to Multi-GP. Uh, last year, they were only in attendance just to kind of check out the event, and this year they're running it. So, I mean, it's a huge step up for them. Uh, a great shout-out to Chris. round this year. 
Yes, yes, it is on. It is actually on a campground and not a car pasture, a cow pasture. So, yeah. Um, oh, I do have one thing I want to throw in too. Yeah, go for um, it. Not that I will be there, but uh, one of my buddies and one of our all of our buddies, uh, Ben Greenwalt, uh, up there uh, in the Chicago area, uh, is going to be up at uh, E Fest uh, the sixth and the seventh of February. So, uh, if you get a chance, get up there and uh, say hi to Ben and. Uh, He's a really uh, tall and enjoy. guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, another event to mention in March is the Perry Georgia Swap Meet. Um, so if you want to meet me, here comes Fred, Darth Vader. Yep, Fred Provost and Dan Cruz. Um, uh, we will be in attendance um, during that week. So um, that would be March fourth. 5th and 6th in the Perry, Georgia area. So if you're in the Atlanta area... Hey, Joe. One, yep. Joe, you, your internet's doing it again. Oh, great. <laughs> what, again? This is the first time he's had a problem. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, it happened 1 hour 41 minutes in. That's actually... Hey, hey Joel, can you, can you say, Luke, I am your father? Luke, I am your father. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Did that come through okay? <laughs> no. Ground control to Major Tom. Can there you, you go. Now? Can you hear me now? Yes. Mm, you can really hear me now, right? You're yeah, not you're, clear. You're fuzzy. still I'm a, Yeah. Am I, am I fuzzy? fuzzy? You're, you're echoey and crunchy. Echoey and crunchy. That's fantastic. You sound like a transformer. Oh, <laughs> Optimus Prime, you will be doomed. How's that? Better? Or is that my real voice? No, you're still not yourself. How's this? Better? Nope. Any better? Nope. Any better? Nope. I'll tell Allison to get off Facebook. <laughs> yeah, still. Echoey. Hello. Yes. Hello. Testing, testing. One, two, three. Testing. It, it sounds like you're speaking in static electricity. Static funness. All right, let me turn my. It's slowly going, coming around. That usually is how it happens, isn't it? It's really yep. amusing. Yep. And now, Getting and better. now, coming back from the fuzz is the British man himself, Radio <laughs> Hopeful. That's uh, getting better. You're almost yeah, there. We're almost there. All right. Hey, close enough. Hey, there we go. hey it's close enough. I go over that. Um, so Perry, Georgia, uh, if you guys are in the Atlanta area, somewhat nearby, um, the Georgia area, if you want to drive down, um, it, I will be down there. I think Josh Finn is also coming out, but I can't speak for him because I haven't spoken to him about it yet. Um, but yeah, we will be down there um, in Perry, Georgia. Um, any other events or mentionables before we say our social stuff? Not for me. Social stuff, yeah. So uh, you guys can find us on the Facebook at the Flight Test Community Podcast. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Joel Cannon and Instagram as uh, jcannon614. Um, on Flight Test, I am flyjacrc or jcan614. Um, yeah, you can hit me up um, this week. Um, it's going to be a fun one, but I look forward to some... Aussie funness and hopefully get to maiden the uh, thing, the uh, uh, the mini arrow and the mini arrow, it. not a and, thing. And I have a new toy, but I'll talk about that in the next show because I'm not playing with it until this week. Yep. And everybody can reach me 
at themagicone at gmail.com or on Facebook as Michael Finley and on the flight test forums, of course, as the magic one again. So um, anybody needs to get a hold of me, please do. Patrick? Hi. Yeah, you want to you want to give <laughs> out your uh, information there, Patrick? <laughs> Does anybody Squirrel! really want to know that? I mean, uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Patrick Sean Murphy. That's me. Uh, and you probably won't find me anywhere else. I, I I'm on other outlets, but I don't even look at them. <laughs> oh, he looks he looks at the forums. Don't he, let him lie he to does. you. Oh, oh he in the forum. Yeah, forum. yeah. I'm Earthside Teacher on there. Yeah. There so, you hi. go. Yeah. Uh, if you want to see my Grand Esprit build, uh, go check it out. I made a thread in in. Yeah, it's buried he made somewhere. A thread, yes. and he's not going to write on it after about three days, guys. So you better better ask it, some questions it's now. Pretty much guarantees I won't ever finish this project. Yeah, well, that's you. Yeah. <laughs> so again, uh, Jim, Eric, thank you guys so much. Oh, I gotta wake Eric up. Oh, hey, hey. I don't oh, know. there he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's you left us out so long. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I feel like I can make fun of Pat. We talk all the time, and he's he's a great friend, so I feel like that door is open. Oh, yeah, well, well, tell me what I, Yeah, you don't have to tell us I, twice. Eric, whenever you're around, I make sure the proper doors are closed. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I got uh, a funny story myself. real quick about Pat. When we were at the very first, uh, the first flight fest, we're all camped out in tents and you know, Pat is a snorer almost rivaling Josh, and you know, he's yes. keeping five pants down awake. But then the storm <laughs> hit, and him and the Viking were in the, the tent and sharing quarters, and they ended up waking up at about 16 inches of water. And, yeah, that was a mess. So that was my first time ever getting to – well, no, actually, it wasn't my first time meeting Pat. Yeah, we met second, before that. Yeah, we met before that over in your, your hometown. But, yeah, yeah. good good times. I can attest to Pat's uh, snoring ability because last year he did stay with us at Flight Fest. So, yeah. Oh, I can't wait for Flight Fest 16, guys. I'm so excited. <laughs> I don't know what any of you are talking about. I don't hear myself at all. I don't yeah. know how you couldn't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to be fun. Do uh, Jim and Eric care to share their uh, social information with the uh, community or do you guys want to say incognito no no that's fine no i'm on facebook james bixler and uh i'll friend anybody <laughs> why if you're looking, looking for a friend everybody james bixler is searching <laughs> i'm sitting next to a horse <laughs> that's about my only social media i think that uh, i'm on <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm on, uh, if you go to, to Facebook, you can find me, Eric Monroe, and it's a picture of all my pit bulls, and I'm a huge, huge dog lover, so it's got a picture of my pit bulls on there, and then I'm on Instagram as Eric Monroe 74 and on the forums, I'm Shadow74 on RC Groups and Flight Test Forum, although I'm not a huge forum poster as of late because I've been so busy trying to edit and do all that sort of thing, so... Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really active on Facebook and Instagram, probably Instagram the most. So yep. you 
feel free to find. I'm, I'm the same uh, on Twitter as I am on Instagram, Eric Monroe 74 but I'd say Instagram is where I'm the most active. I love Instagram because there's no drama on there. It's, it's all happy and positive usually. So... Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Eric's got some great stuff on Instagram too, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah, I try to mix it up. In fact, I'm actually really excited about my next post. Is uh, the other day when I told you guys I flew with all the birds, I'm I'm doing the Instagram uh, video about that, and uh, oh, can't wait for it. So, yeah, can't wait. really yeah. can't wait for that. I'm pretty that's excited to get that up there, and it's only 15 seconds of glory, but it's usually pretty fun. Oh, that's yep. great, guys. Uh, if any flight test community ever asks. Late spring, summer, and fall, we fly out on our airport on Thursday nights, and we usually camp out and fly a little bit at night and have a bonfire. So if anybody lives in northeast Ohio by Atwater or is around there, you know, I'm going to sign up on FT groups, but if anybody's just coming through town and wants to fly and it's a Thursday evening and the weather's good, uh, hit me up on Facebook and I'll give you my address. Excellent. Oh my God! You, you're That's making awesome. me just even that much more sick. Here I live in yeah. Kansas City, and there's <laughs> no way I get out there. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll just have to wait. You know what? It just means that we'll have to stay a little bit longer when we're up in Ohio, guys. I'm gonna have to do something. Pat Murphy actually got to come out and uh, and got to fly with us on a Thursday night flying uh, routine. It was kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. That that was when the Spearman wasn't crashed. flew <laughs> that. And, and then uh, I slept in Eric's basement, and let me tell you, uh, there was one cricket. Wow! And, and there I, you go. That cricket outsnored me. Wow. Well, that would have been a first. Yeah, really. All right, guys. Well, it's been a great show. Uh, again, you can find us on the uh, Facebook article section. You can find us on the forums. So find the threads there. We're under the podcast section now. Uh, guys, Jim and Eric, it's and, been fantastic. Thank you and, so much. And you can and also find us on FT thing. Groups. And FT Groups, yes, yep. as well. So keep, keep your eye on FT Groups, guys. And uh, from all of us here at the Flight Test Community Cast, thank you for listening. And we'll catch you guys in a couple of weeks. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. <laughs>